It's time for Nicole Sandler's What's News from NicoleSandler.com and the Progressive Voices Network. Congratulations to Arizona's governor-elect, Katie Hobbs. Yes, the Democratic Secretary of State of Arizona narrowly beat the Republican, Carrie Lake, a former TV news anchor endorsed by the former guy. Hobbs saying via Twitter, democracy is worth the wait. Thank you, Arizona. I am so honored and so proud to be your next governor. Her challenger, Republican Carrie Lake, had repeatedly said she would not have certified Joe Biden's win in Arizona in 2020 and began baselessly sowing doubts about the governor's race before it was called. So, as expected, Lake declined to concede, instead choosing to self-own on Twitter by tweeting, quote, Arizonans know BS when they see it. Well, yes, Ms. Lake, they absolutely do. Arizona is among four states that flipped control of governorships, along with Maryland and Massachusetts for the Democrats and Nevada for Republicans. Meanwhile, as of early Tuesday morning, Republicans are within one seat of securing a majority in the House of Representatives. The magic number needed for majority is 218. At this point, Republicans have been projected the winners in 217 House races. Democrats have taken 204. So as of late last night, there are still 14 uncalled House races, most of them in California. Republicans are leading in four of those races, Democrats leading in nine. So it's likely that even by the time you hear this report on Tuesday, that the Republicans may have clinched the majority. But the Associated Press reporting that the GOP, quote, will likely have the narrowest majority of the 21st century. If they got a win, (laughs) this is the way to do it, right? Stay tuned. Meanwhile, the Supreme Court voted 7-2 on Monday not to block the House Select Committee investigating January 6th from obtaining the phone records of Arizona Republican Party Chair Kelly Ward. She obviously a key supporter of the former guy's unfounded claim that the 2020 election was stolen. Ward, one of those fake electors lined up by Trump and his allies to subvert the results of the election, had argued that disclosing her phone and text records would subject everyone she communicated with after the election to scrutiny, which she said would chill public participation in partisan politics. Oh, please. Well, Justice Elena Kagan last month temporarily blocked the subpoena pending a review by the full court. And yesterday, the full court did review it, and by a 7-2 to two margin, said, yeah, turn over the phone records. So who dissented? Well, as you'd expect, Justice Clarence Thomas, who should have recused himself because of a conflict of interest. By the way, this is the second time Thomas moved to hamper the committee's investigation into efforts to overturn that election in which his wife, Jenny Thomas, played a role. Just saying. Alito was the other no vote, in case you were wondering. So the lame duck session is in full swing, and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer is moving ahead on advancing legislation to codify same-sex marriage. He filed cloture on Monday on the Respect for Marriage Act, setting up an initial vote for Wednesday. This bill would require at least 60 votes, but the bipartisan group working on it says they're confident they have the support needed. A disappointing story 
In the midst of all this good election news, federal prosecutors on Monday said they would not charge former New York City mayor and longtime Trump ally Rudy Giuliani for his work with Ukrainian figures during the Trump administration. This ends a more than year-long investigation that appeared to be focused on whether Giuliani acted as an unregistered foreign agent in 2019 and 2020 as he pushed Ukraine to investigate the business dealings of Hunter Biden. Last May, the FBI raided the New York mayor's home and office. Giuliani said the decision vindicated him. Oh, please. What up, DOJ? I sure would like an answer on this. Meanwhile, President Biden, overseas for the G20 talks, voiced his opposition to China's, quote, coercive and increasingly aggressive actions during a meeting with Xi Jinping. This was Biden's first in-person talks with Xi since taking office. Biden said after the meeting that the two countries should compete vigorously, but added, I'm not looking for conflict. He also said, I absolutely believe there need not be a new Cold War pitting the U.S. against China. Biden repeated the U.S. support for Washington's longtime one China policy that recognizes only the Beijing government, but permits informal relations with Taiwan, which China views as part of its territory. Xi stressed during the meeting in Indonesia that Taiwan is, quote, the first red line that must not be crossed in China-U.S. relations. Russia's invasion of Ukraine is also front and center at the G20 gathering. President Volodymyr Zelensky presented a 10-point peace plan to end the invasion in a video speech to the leaders at the G20 yesterday. The steps include a path to nuclear safety, food security, and a special tribunal for alleged Russian war crimes. Zelensky also urged G20 leaders to use all their power, quote, to make Russia abandon nuclear threats. And he called on Moscow to stop bombing Ukraine's energy infrastructure. Here at home, police in Henrico County, Virginia, on Monday arrested the suspect in the shooting that left three University of Virginia football players dead and another two students wounded. The attack occurred on a charter bus that had just returned to campus from a field trip. University of Virginia President Jim Ryan identified the dead as Lavelle Davis Jr., Devin Chandler, and Deshaun Perry. The shooter, also a UVA student, was on the football team back in 2018. The school had been investigating him for claiming he owned a gun. Oh, man. At least 68 shootings on U.S. school grounds have already occurred this year. That includes 15 on college campuses. Been boosted and vaccinated yet? Well, health officials say they're planning to push this week for people to get boosted against COVID-19 in order to offer maximum protection around Thanksgiving. But sadly, only 10% of people ages 5 and older have gotten the updated booster, despite 73% of that population having gotten their first two shots. Additionally, a new study published Monday said that higher COVID-19 vaccination rates among U.S. children could prevent thousands of pediatric hospitalizations and millions of missed school days. And flu season is here. What are you waiting for? And finally, the former guy intends to announce another White House run tonight at Mar-a-Lago, despite pleas from top party officials and many of his aides to hold off. The former guy had teased a big announcement leading up to the midterms, in which Republicans obviously performed badly. Sources say Trump has been privately infuriated over the results, but of course he's blaming everyone else. Trump reportedly thinks it would look weak 
if he doesn't launch his 2024 bid, as he has basically promised to do. Oh, the humanity. And that's just a bit of what's news for now. I'm Nicole Sandler. If you appreciate these reports and the Nicole Sandler Show, I hope you'll consider making a contribution. My work is 100% listener supported, and I can't do it without your help. Find out more at NicoleSandler.com and please click on that donate button.